So now you have a motion in front of you. What's next? The first thing you have to do is to interpret the motion, as in, what does it mean?、Uh, what additional information do I have? Then, if you are on side proposition or government, you need to define the motion and model the debate, which, in everyday terms, is essentially to set the stage of the debate. So today, we will be explaining to you how to understand motions and how to model a debate. So hey everyone, welcome to the Debate One Hundred One series of This House Wood, a podcast on all things debate related. I'm Nicole Chu, and I'm Noah Pino. Today we're going to be talking about how to understand motions. So we're going to be looking at some of the operative words, things like this house would versus this house believes that, as well as info slides, and then we're going to talk about how to model. So we'll discuss not only what you should define, but also how you should think of modeling and how you can use it strategically. So I think maybe the best place for us to start is just the words that are used in motions. What do you think are the most common motion words that we usually see? Usually, I guess for a high school debate, I saw a lot of this house woods, so T H W, exactly like our podcast <laughs> name, <laughs> right?、Um, and also, own podcast. <laughs> exactly,、um, and also this house believes that,、uh, which is short form to T H B T. Yeah, those are definitely the two motions that I see most commonly in high school circuits, and honestly, even in university still. So the difference between this house believes that versus this house would is small, but it actually could make a very big difference in how you could perform as a team. So in this house believes that you're kind of just evaluating whether the statement is true or false.、Uh, I actually saw that in a judge's briefing by one of the world CAs who said all you're asked to do in this house believes that is take everything after thbt, and gov says that statement is true. And op says that statement is false, and that's it. It's really similar to be it resolved that, which I haven't seen since like 2012. But I think she、that's、still、exists. true. I feel like it's more like <laughs> novice high school debate style, like cross examination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. But if you're used to if you're used to BIRT, it's like THBT is the same thing.、Um, but what is different with this house would. Is that you're actually expected to have a strong, clear model that explains how you're going to implement the policy.、Um, so obviously, sometimes this could still be implied, depending on how specific the motion is. But the difference is that on this house believes that you're just evaluating statement true or false. But on this house would you actually have to defend how you would make that happen? So you can't fiat or I guess just assume on government. That the thing you want to do can be done successfully, which means it's more than just a debate about the merits of that thing. It's also about whether that thing can be implemented successfully.、Um, so this as would requires a model, or I guess a clearer model than this as believes that would typically mean. Great. So, what other types of、um, beginnings are there apart from these two? Honestly, tournaments are getting pretty creative. I've seen this house would. Um, but this house, as somebody, would do something. So you could do this house as like a religious academic scholar. This house as the United States government.、Um, so this is a really interesting spin on this house would because it forces you to debate from the perspectives and values of a particular actor. So it's a little bit different too because 
you don't just debate holistically for the average informed global citizen if it's good or bad. But you also see a lot of different types of motion words that you maybe wouldn't have encountered before. So the first ones that I think are pretty straightforward, there's this has supports and this has opposes. To be honest, I don't know why this has supports is different from this has believes that. I guess it's just you're not really saying if it's true or false because you're not saying this has supports like zoos. Zoos, true or false. I guess that doesn't make sense, but they're the same type of motion. At least as far as I can tell. Yeah, I would say so too. Mm -hmm. This has supposes, I guess, is just negative. This has supports. I'm still not sure if this has supposes needs an alternative. Um, If any of our lovely viewers find the answer, we would love to hear from you. But this has regrets is, I think, the most common new motion that people struggle with. So this has regrets is different in a couple of ways. The first is that it is retrospective. So let's say the motion is... Uh, this was a central novice. This house regrets um, the glorification of compromise. So you are not talking about if we should... Ooh, interesting motion. <laughs> Honestly, it was really promising. And the round that I saw was... Uh, I'm going to say, you know, it's a novice tournament. I'm going to be nice, but it was messy. So it was really hard for mm. me to sort through um, what the debate was actually about. And hopefully we will understand how to do this house regrets motions after this podcast. When we debate this has regrets the glorification of compromise, we're not proposing that we should stop glorifying compromise. Although I think government would agree with that in principle. But what government is defending is that throughout history, the glorification of compromise leads to bad things or has led to bad things. Uh, So that's the first thing is that it's kind of backwards looking instead of forwards looking. But the other thing that's different is that the government team has to kind of like model or characterize their alternative and they can't actually fiat that this is the alternative that exists. So they can't assume it exists. So in the motion, this has regrets the glorification of compromise. You also have to, um, you have to build what you think the world would look like if we didn't glorify compromise. A lot of the time you'll see these, this, this has regrets motions used in conjunction with the rise of something, the glorification of something. So about like a narrative around something. So also look for that. You're usually not regretting compromise itself. I had some people in that debate debate whether compromise was good or bad. And I'm like, that's definitely involved in the motion. But in my opinion, not what it's mainly asking you to deal with. It's about the way we view compromise, not compromise itself. Uh, So definitely watch for that. That's something that I've noticed a lot of debaters also trip up on when doing this house regrets motions. Lastly, just on the theme of building an alternative, there's this house prefers or this house prefers a world. Sometimes this house prefers a world motions won't specify an alternative. So opposition is the team that has to talk about what their alternative looks like. But usually it's the status quo. That would be like, this house prefers a world where people don't experience strong emotions. So kind of like a fundamental difference in the world. No team has to defend implementation. It can be a combination of retrospective, but also in the modern world. So those are, I think, the more common motions that you wouldn't see because they require a lot of characterizing of the debate and some modeling of what you think the differences could be. So would you say, like, in conclusion, then, like, THW, like, this house would, and 
THR, this house regrets, requires more modeling. Oh, and of course, like this house would prefer those are the ones that would require more like definitions, more modeling than say THBT or BIRT. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But I want to highlight an important difference between this house would versus um, regrets or prefers a world or other similar motions. So we'll talk about this when we talk about modeling a debate. But when you model, opening government typically gets to fiat or assume that certain things are the case, right? So if you model that you're going to do something in six months, it can't be challenged that you're going to do it in six months. You can assume that that's true by the power of fiat of opening government. In this house regrets or prefers a world, you still have to explain what you think would, your world would look like, but those arguments are up to be refuted or contested by other teams in the round. So it's a similar skill, it's a similar idea, but with this house would, you could assume um, that you could actually do those things, although not necessarily that you can implement them successfully. With this house regrets, um, I mean, that's kind of the whole debate is like, what do these two worlds look like? So similar skills, but they don't get treated similarly or held to the same um, untouchable standard. Great. So apart from all of these uh, key terms, sometimes there are info slides. Like yes. what exactly are <laughs> those? And like, are slides. they important? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> So every single time I ask my students what they want to practice they're always like something with an info slide i'm begging you something that makes me read and this is not <laughs> really? an unfounded oh, wow. okay. concern because we are recording right now between day one and day two of the heart house interversity and so far all four motions have had an info slide i think that's because navin is on cap navin loves info slides but also like all of these motions are getting people to debate about things they don't necessarily know about. So they all require some level of background information. So an info slide is a mix of a few things. It can be, and it can be a lot of different things. But the most important part about an info slide is that it's presumed to be true and unchallengeable. So it exists by fiat in the debate. And it's also presumed that the contents are relevant or possibly important if used as the basis for arguments, which, if you'll notice, is also the same criteria we use to judge arguments. So we'll judge arguments based on if they're true and if they're important. Info slides are fiated to be true and fiated to be important for all teams in the debate. But they could include a lot of things. So they could include um, definitions. One of the motions was... This house believes that Supreme Courts should abide by a textualist model of interpretation, which I feel like Nicole has some thoughts on. <laughs> but the info slide is just defining what textualist is. So it's just basically a definition that supplants what an OG team would normally do with defining the terms. But it could also be like, it could be a fictional world. It could be like background information for a made up scenario. It could be a historical or current event that is maybe context so people understand why emotion is set or have an idea of what the first arguments should be. They're really, they really can be used for a lot of things and to set up a lot of debates. Similar in the way that you might see assuming feasibility, this house would do something. Um, so assuming feasibility, this house would assign pregnancy to a random partner in the couple. That really threw my kids for a loop. They're like, mpreg? You, you want MPREG? 
That um, is pretty interesting. Like even like my first thought for that motion is like, wait, how is that going to work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sometimes info slides like they force you to do things that accept just impossible context, right? So similar to how assuming feasibility for assigning pregnancy randomly in relationships, like in the same vein that that is obviously impossible, but for the purposes of the debate, we have to assume it's true. Info slides can force you to presume things true that aren't either that either aren't true or aren't a real like setting in the world. So it could be like assuming indisputable proof of God has been found. Obviously, there is no indisputable proof that God exists, right? Um, at least there's none that has been found. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. It doesn't exist. Um, but you could have that in an info slide. So those are meant to influence your interpretation of the debate. And you should really read those carefully and especially avoid arguing against what they say. Great. So after understanding the info slides, we have to model the debate. So where do we start with that? Uh, so I think the first thing we should start with is asking ourselves what problem the motion is trying to solve. Just because the same way that that filters your case, it should also filter your motion or what context you assume is relevant in setting up the debate. So I wanted to talk about that same mpreg motion like the assigned pregnancy randomly and this is actually we're doing another take because i literally got so excited i like smacked my mic with my hand as she just went um but i'm really passionate about this motion so i want to talk about it for modeling so in this mpreg motion which was for context it was the assuming it's feasible assigned pregnancy randomly um just keep in mind that however you model this you are assuming feasibility on either side of the house, right? So clearly you can alter who has the pregnancy in some way. So when you're modeling, you're not modeling that you're going to like necessarily just stop taking pregnancies or giving pregnancies automatically to women, right? You would be modeling that however this technology exists, it has to be used strictly for randomness. And that's a distinction that can prevent you from counter models I've heard on this motion, which is like just assign it to men, which I think is bold and also often victorious. But yeah, so when you're modeling, you want to just like be really careful that you understand what the difference is so that you set up the model considering the real difference. In that case, you are not modeling that the status quo that you're changing is that it only goes to women necessarily. And that's important because governments can't necessarily fiat what opposition's alternative is. What you should define, though, are, I think, the following things. When you actually, like, figure out what the problem is. The first is this house. So a lot of people define it as, like, Canada instinctively, which is, like, fine, very well. But sometimes arguments don't exist just in Canada. So I would say this house is Canada. Safe. Maybe a second. But if you're going to actually cover, I think, a wider burden, you should probably consider modeling things like the entire world or Western liberal democracies or just liberal democracies more generally. I think that a lot of debates can be really healthy and have a lot more opportunity, both for the government team and the opposition team, if you try to like take a wider swath of who the House is. I've also seen 
this house at like people just choose to make it this house as an individual which is sneaky and i applaud you for that bold decision some motions it doesn't work for but i've seen like this house would encourage women not to have children and i've seen people model the house as an individual which is obviously a very different debate from like Canada should tell women not to have children versus you should tell all of your female friends not to have children, right? So that's why the house matters and that's why people define it. But feel free to get creative with it as long as you're keeping in mind that you're modeling fairly because your first goal should always be to keep a fair model for the debate. Model strategically, but one that allows for a fair burden on both sides. The other thing you should do is just define key terms. So sometimes there will be an info slide that tells you what textualism is. Sometimes there won't. And then you should be the one to set it. And that, I think, is part of what contextualizing the motion overall looks like. Um, but of course, you can use it more specifically. So if you're defining, what would be an example? If you're like debating, this has believes that Supreme Courts should abide by a textualist model of interpretation. You could define Supreme Courts or, I guess, highlight the fact that that's just at the national level, <laughs> so not at the state or at the provincial level. Yeah, essentially. Um, that mm -hmm. would be an example of defining terms to clarify. And yeah. also, if there's no info slide, like what a textualist approach actually means, that's another for sure. Yeah. I also like looked at that info slide and I was like, that's what textualism is? Um, so also like... Keep in mind that sometimes your info slide will define terms differently than you presume to know. And that might be to make the debate fairer or just to make it more accessible. So defining the terms is you shouldn't define any terms differently than they appear in the info slide. Yeah, I That's would also, also really add important. that like same as with this house, by defining the key terms, you want it to be the more like general understanding of it not like a very niche one-sided understanding of the term as well <laughs> yeah i mean in general if you think about it this way if you model super unfairly and then you win on an extremely small burden all you've shown to the judge is that you can model unfairly not that you could argue which is like why why we debate the in the first place yeah <laughs> uh, yeah girl so if you're not modeling fairly that's the first thing you have to fix. So think about it like you want it to clarify the debate and to set some parameters so that we can predict how to weigh arguments, right? So like you might want to say what's an exception that could be otherwise a silver bullet op. So maybe if you're saying like this house would put a tax on cigarettes. There's already tax on cigarettes. Let's say you're putting more tax on cigarettes. You could be like, okay, we're going to make an exception for like... um indigenous communities who by treaty law are exempt from this already right like that may be like a small parameter you put to just avoid that you also this is a bold choice that i really wish more people did but you could also counter model on op sometimes so you should kind of contest what you think your world looks like so you should also characterize your world on op which is not really modeling um it's similar, but it's not really modeling because it can be contested. But you can also fiat things on op. So when exactly does side opposition come up with the counter model? The first thing that you have to know about counter models is you're only allowed the same amount of fiat, which is like the magical fake power that government has as them, um, which is really weird to think about, like how you can have the same 
quantitative amount of like a fake qualitative thing. But basically, you can't do something that is harder than what Gov says. So if government or that is not a genuine dichotomy, not within the scope of the round. So on this house would ban zoos. You can't counter model. This house would end world hunger. Girl, I wish we all could, but that's not your fiat. So you have to stick within the same powers that government is exercising. So you can't really like abuse it because of that. But usually you'd want to use a counter model because you recognize that there should be a change in the status quo, but you're um, not willing to take the same direction as government. So a really classic example, just to illustrate this, is on any this house would ban motion, there's a possibility for opt to counter model this house would regulate the thing. So this house would ban the sale of alcohol to like anybody outside of like very, very restricted government sellers. You could just be like, we would regulate private sellers more strictly. So that's an example of a counter model. It requires the same amount of fiat, the same amount of magical government model juice that opposition just gets to drink. You could use it. You don't have to use it. A lot of debates allow a status quo to still be government. Some motions, honestly, I'd be real with you here. Some motions just aren't defensible without a counter model. And that's because the CAs were like, hey, you know this thing that's a good idea? What if the motion was do the good idea? So sometimes you should like try to look at how to escape those just do good thing models or do good thing motions by taking advantage of an overexpensive government case. And that would be a really good situation to use a counter model in. It also helps you weigh out against your back half because closing opposition is also bound by the model that opening opposition sets up in the same way that closing government is beholden to opening government's model. Yeah, so would you say that counter models is normally presented like a rebuttal then? Yes and no. You want to propose it as an alternative. So you want to make sure that your clash is reflective that those are the two worlds, right? Something I see a lot of people do is present their alternative or counter model as an argument. And I'm like, but why? You could have made all of your arguments about the counter model instead of just one. So it becomes the implied or I guess fiated alternative that you will refute with or that you will refute from the position of. Great. I think that's the perfect way to end. So uh, thank you so much for joining us for the Debate 101 series. Stay tuned for more on This House Wood. Please follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and our Instagram at THW Debate Podcast. Thank you.